everyone. Thank you so much for joining the Think Realty podcast today. If you're viewing or watching, uh, welcome. Uh, we're super excited to have you as the CEO and founder of Think Realty. Uh, I don't typically sit in the seat and do all the invest or the uh, interviewing. Uh, Abby Golhar usually does, but uh, we've decided to split duties this year as I've wanted to get more intentional with our viewer and our listener and all the members out there and making sure that I understand what you want and we're bringing great content to you uh, each and every day around the country. And uh, I've got a great guest for you to today. Uh, today. Um, some, some of them really excited about uh, in, introducing to you in just a second. Uh, but before I do that, if you don't mind, I'd like to uh, give a quick shout out to our uh, podcast sponsor, which is Real Property Management. Working with the right property management company can put more money in your pocket, not less. Real Property Management provides a higher standard of property management to make sure you maximize the return on your investments. Experience the real difference with Real Property Management. You can learn more about them at realpropertymgt.com. That's realpropertymgt.com. Uh, I don't know if you are in uh, uh, the phase of life that I'm in within real estate investing, but passive real estate investing is a whole lot more uh, exciting to me uh, than going out there and rolling up my sleeves and doing it alone and uh, putting in all the sweat equity like I used to uh, 15 years ago. But today we've got a guest, uh, and our guest is Zach Lee Master, and uh, he is uh, with uh, Rent to Retirement. Zach, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Eddie, thanks for having me. Very excited to be here. A lot of interesting topics to run through today. Absolutely. Um, and also, thank you for all the sponsorship of the podcast. You've been sponsoring it uh, for quite some time, and uh, I know it brings a lot of value to the listener. We love what you guys are out there doing. Putting out good content, and the community you're building is fantastic. So we, we enjoy being a part of it. Thank you. Now, where are you based out of, uh, Zach? Yeah, as we were talking before, so I, I live in Denver, Colorado. Kind of our main hub is, is Kansas City, Missouri. Um, we're very active there, but um, you know, we're we're not just isolated Eddie, to that location. We do a lot of investing throughout the Midwest uh, in different states, Ohio, Indianapolis. Those are, I mean, areas we're very active in, as, as well as the Southeast, as we were talking about as well, Southwest Florida, different areas also in Central uh, Florida that we're building in, um, Alabama, and different locations. So we're you know, we, we strategically find the best locations to invest, and that, that has a handful of criteria that we evaluate that on and uh, go there and build our local teams in those areas. That's awesome. So if you don't mind, just give a, a brief overview of rent or retirement and what you do as a, a turnkey provider for real estate investors. Absolutely. I'd be happy to. So, I mean, turnkey is one of these words that you hear about all the time, and it's really ill-defined. I mean, it's a, it's a rather broad term. And so I, I always like to inform people about what we mean when we define turnkey. So the first thing that we do, Eddie, is identify different locations, as we were talking about, that are going to maximize cash flow, appreciation, and equity. We look at areas that are in the path of progress, where there is population growth, economic growth, areas that have landlord-friendly legislation, low taxes, et cetera, et cetera. So we want to be strategic in, in choosing which locations we want to build our teams in. We go into these areas, we either uh, renovate houses or newly build houses, lease and manage them for clients, allowing our investors to easily access a diversity of different locations and asset classes. We work in single family, multifamily, commercial, new development, allow them to come in and acquire those real estate um, assets without having to go in and do all the heavy lifting of having to build their own team from the ground up, rehab the properties, 
things like that. This is meant to be a passive approach. So they own the real estate and have all the financial benefits of real estate ownership. However, they're not having to do all the heavy lifting and, you know, go along with what you were just saying with having to renovate those, those properties, deals, deal with tenants, those sorts of things. But we don't just stop there either. I always want to inform our listeners and our clients that we help people strategically build a business model long-term. This isn't just acquiring a turnkey property and letting us take care of it for them. We have an entire network of real estate specific attorneys, CPAs, people that are doing um, cost segregation studies, 1031 exchanges, whatever the case is. So we can best advise people on how to build a sustainable business model long-term as well as uh, investing in the actual properties themselves. So Hopefully that, that wasn't too long-winded, but that's about as quick of a summary as I can give you. No, I, I appreciate it. I think it was great. Um, I know for me, there was a period of time where I shifted from being an active investor to a passive investor. Um, and that was a great day, by the way, uh, to, to make that shift. Um, but you know, for even some of my companies, I will buy turnkey assets for that company if it makes sense to just depreciate the asset, give that asset cash flow. So even a lot of my assets actually own turnkey because it's, it's easy to do it. Uh, it's easy to find the leverage to do it. And if you have a great turnkey provider uh, that's looking out, like you said, for the kind of the big three things, right? Like you're looking for cash flow, you're looking for appreciation, you're looking for equity. Um, the ones that do that correctly really can help you and maximize the cash that you have uh, to get to a place of, of leverage. And, um, and so uh, I'm really excited about what you guys do. Um, and if you don't mind, what's the easiest way for somebody to get started in real estate from a turnkey perspective? I know many of them are still rolling up their sleeves and knocking out walls and you know, meeting with contractors. Well, how do they get started with turnkey? I mean, what's, what's the easiest way? We have a lot of uh, investors that this is their their first property that they're purchasing or their first out-of-state property. We also have many investors that are looking to, they're already successful and they're looking to diversify and scale up their portfolio quicker. This really isn't uh, any different from any other real estate transaction that you've done, or if you even haven't done a real estate transaction, we'll walk you through the process. But the first step is just communication with our team. I mean, that's what we're here for. We, we want to have an initial consultation with one of our investment strategists to go through each investor's goals, criteria, timeline, resources. That way we can look at, okay, what is the best path to follow to allow them to identify the market? Do they have any criteria they've, they've set up? You know, we work in a, a large diversity of different locations as well as different asset classes. So we always want to start at the very beginning to make sure we're all on the same page. We're supporting the goals that uh, the investor has. We can give them direction into say what market or asset class would be the most beneficial. And then it's just following the same steps, identify a property, put it under contract so you can uh, reserve the property, go through your normal due diligence steps of, of the um, inspections and appraisals and so on, and then go to the closing table, get set up with, uh, with management and on to the next. Yeah, I'm, I'm such a huge fan of, of Turnkey because uh, when you justify it against the stock market or whatever else, there's so many, um, there's so many uh, white collar um, uh, professionals around the country today that are not gaining the return that they could uh, if they were jumping into real estate. Do you mind just touching on um, barrier to entry? Like what does it take to actually get involved? And maybe what type of re uh, rates of return that they could expect? And I know that there's probably a, a window of return that you, you kind of deal within, but um, would you mind kind of answering those two two things? Yeah, absolutely. And, and to touch on your first point, I mean, 
we're in, we're in a crazy world right now, right? I mean, we have interest rates that are going up. We have um, an extreme seller's market. We have 40-year high inflation over 8%. I mean, there's just a lot that, that's going on that are causing people maybe to be a little fear, fearful about uh, jumping into real estate. Um, but I think all the reasons we just mentioned are reasons to actually support investing in real estate, inflation being at a 40-year high. I mean, inflation is a tool when you own a physical asset that causes rents to go up, appreciation over time, especially if you're using leverage, that money is worth less in the future. So not to get too far on my soapbox, but I think those are just you know worth, worth mentioning as, as there's so much going on in the world today. Um, but to your point, barrier entry, I mean, it, it really depends on what type of financing you're using to acquire the property. Typically, most of our investors are using a Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, 20% down conventional loan, a 30-year fixed loan. And so on single family, 20%, sing, uh, multifamily is 25% down. That's the best financing out there. So as far as rates and terms, typical home prices could be in that 150 to $200,000 range. So maybe they need 30, 30,000 is kind of the minimum, I would say, to have reserves as well as your down payment. We try to focus on better class neighborhoods. And I think that's important. A lot of turnkey companies out there, at least historically, we've seen in the past, maybe operate in less favorable neighborhoods, which the numbers look really good on paper. However, it's hard to make that a sustainable return, especially if you're in a, like a lower C or D class area. I think that's important to look at. So we try to focus on maybe middle B to A class areas where you get a balance of cash flow, but appreciation, but also have a decent tenant quality. Uh, typical cash on cash return. I mean, we could be anywhere from from 10 to 20 percent, really, for, for most assets. Obviously, if you have a higher end A class property on paper, again, it might have a lower cash on cash ROI, but likely we're going to see less turnover with that, more sustainability long term, better appreciation. So. I would say that's kind of the typical typical range, but I, I'd encourage anyone that's interested to look at our website. Our inventory is publicly available to anyone. These are all off-market deals that um, we're offering to our, our clients. We should have between 40 to 50 properties for sale at any given point in time, diversity of single family and multifamily, and they can go through the underwriting. We have pro formas to show all the numbers. That's great. And I love that you take the approach of building a business uh, versus just buying assets. Um, as a part of building the business, you know, in my experience of, of owning turnkeys and having a portfolio, um, a lot of the performance of that portfolio is based on, on the management of that asset, right? The property management. And um, if you don't mind, just share kind of the property management structure that you guys use uh, to, so that somebody knows that their, their investment is secure. That's important. Management is the most important um, aspect for long-term sustainability. I'm glad that you mentioned that, Eddie, because that's a huge piece of it. You need to make sure you have a management in place that's that's doing their job that you can trust. And you also need to manage your manager. I mean, we talk about passive real estate. I mean, in, in my opinion, there's no such thing as truly passive income because you always need to be managing your, your portfolio, your, your money. But especially in property management, you need to make sure your, your management is doing their job. Um, and so we've already vetted the managerial teams that we work with and we personally work with them. That's how we vet them is by working with them for many years, managing our own portfolio, just like with contractors. I mean, sometimes you have to go through, you know, 15 to 20 bad ones before you find a really good one, but then you hold on to that good one and you want to scale with them. So we go into these areas, we build our own team, we vet the managerial team, we have standards that we adhere them to. And sometimes this requires them to actually scale their business model a little bit. Um, especially when we're talking about vetting tenants, there's a lot of stuff that's very important. 
you properly vet tenants to make sure that you're going to have someone that's paying rent on time, staying for many years, reducing your vacancy. I mean, that's really what creates a sustainable portfolio long term. Um, our clients don't have to use our managerial partners. Um, it is preferred. And if for whatever reason, if they want to use their own management or change down the road, we have other recommendations too. But we absolutely personally use and vet these managerial teams to ensure that our investors are set up for success long term going into this. Yeah, I know that uh, the success of my investing with turnkey operators is always based on, you know, how they how they utilize uh, property management and how serious they take it. And so I appreciate that. Um, I think really just put out a, a uh, an article uh, about um, rental demand in the United States. Um, you know, rental demand is at an all-time high. You know, there are stats out there that say there were six million homes underbuilt right now. Um, but a lot of those six million homes, that, that number gets thrown around a lot. But a lot of those six, if we just went out and built six million, you know, assets in the United States, a lot of them still would not meet the need uh, in that affordable housing space. And uh, what I love is that turnkey providers oftentimes are bridging this gap, right? Um, they're providing, they're not going after the million dollar house or the, even the $500,000 house. They're going after, like you said, the $150,000 house that a person is on the verge of being able to purchase, um, but maybe they don't have uh, the down payment, they don't have uh, maybe the credit that's just in line, um, but yet they still desire to live in an asset that you know, is just as nice as one that, uh, that they maybe could afford to purchase, but maybe don't have all the criteria to purchase. And I, I, feel, like, um, I feel like this space that you're in um, is really solving a lot of the issues when it comes to affordable housing. I just feel like nobody really dials in. And do you feel the same way? Absolutely. I mean, there is a huge housing shortage in all the areas that we work in. And we work in those areas purposely because that's where we're going to have high rental demand. But I also think that touches on another point, just that, that we don't talk a lot about for, as investors, Eddie, because this is, I mean, we're, we're very data and, and number centric and driven. And so we're always talking about the return on investment. But as a big picture, I mean, part of what's, I guess, rewarding being a real estate investor is being able to provide a housing solution for people that are in need of that. And being a quality landlord is, is something that allows you to give back to society and be proud of what you're doing financially. That is, that's, um, you know, the, the housing is a human necessity and that's not going to change. And, and there is a huge demand. But yeah, I think we, we purposely focus on the areas that are kind of in that middle blue collar B class type area one, because the numbers make sense, but also secondly, we also see there's, there's a high demand and a high need there. Um, and those are areas where we're, we definitely want to focus on that are in the path of progress. Often you can get additional tax incentives as well. If it's an opportunity zone, additional creative things you can do on, on that end. Um, or if there's government assisted programs to um, subsidize rent or something along those lines. I mean, it's really a sweet spot where you can be, you know, have quality tenants, have appreciation, um, and also be serving serving the community as a whole. That's an area we've been very successful. Those are areas that are very recession proof as well, um, because there's always rental demand and always affordability uh, for those areas. Usually, if we see some sort of correction in the marketplace, which a lot of people are asking right now, okay, what you know, when are we going to have a housing bubble? What happens when we do? Blah blah blah. But I mean, the reality is when you're in that kind of solid B class type of neighborhood, um, those are very stable asset classes that perform well in any kind of market because it's it's just standard housing. And we've owned a lot of properties through the 2000, 
you know, eight period that, I mean, all, all those rentals performed better during that period of time. Of course, maybe they had a slight dip in value or stagnation in, in appreciation. However, today there were significantly more. So absolutely that's the area we want to focus on. Yeah, that's great. Uh, so true. The assets that I owned uh, in the last recession are some of the greatest assets I own today. Um, the kind of famous number that always gets thrown out there uh, as I ask real estate investors around the country is how much cash flow would you need to, uh, to just live your life unencumbered, you know, to live it free, you know, with, with agency to make your own choice and do your own thing. And most of them throw out that number of 10,000, you know, like that just seems to be the number that's the ubiquitous number. It's, it's the number that they all feel like they could live on and live comfortably. Um, how reasonable is it for someone that, you know, starts investing today, you know, with a turnkey provider, um, buying the right assets for them to build in the next few years, or maybe it's five years or 10 years, that $10,000 in, in income that they can just rely on? Is that, is that a reasonable goal? And if so, how does that happen? Well, we've had a lot of people that have achieved that and, and no one stops there. I think that is a, uh, you know, that is a, a, an initial number. And I do think it is the most common number that we hear as well, just because it is a round number. And I think people feel like, yeah, I could live a, a good lifestyle on that, you know, go out and, and cover my expenses, like truly retire if I had passive income at that 10K a month. Um, and so we, we kind of use that as a model to reverse engineer, to showcase how, how can people actually obtain that? I mean, if you could just break it down, just based on the math, because you can reverse engineer it and say, okay, uh, $250 a month, you know, times 40 houses would be $10,000, um, would be $10,000 a month. Okay. How do I acquire that over the next 10 years? Well, you know, 40 houses at a hundred thousand dollar house, you'd have to put $20,000 down to buy them. So $800,000 invested. I mean, I'm kind of just breezing through these numbers because what I'm kind of alluding to is that it's, it's often a scenario, and that's a beautiful thing about real estate is where you kind of get these compounding effects and there's multiple things you can do where it's not just, oh, save up another $20,000 down payment, buy another $100,000 house, cash flow 250 a month until you get to 40. There's a lot of different ways that you can scale that over time. Um, what, what we found is the typical holding period for a lot of our clients, even though they may think that they're going to hold an asset for 30 plus years and own it free and clear, they likely don't simply because they have appreciation in the asset they could pull out a, you know, do a cash out refi, but maybe it makes more sense to actually sell that property and do a 1031 after two to three years, or I'm sorry, probably more so like four to five years in reality, they have enough equity where they can sell that asset and buy two to three more houses and scale their portfolio. So if you just consider a 1031, among many other things, creative things and tax strategies, we help people kind of plan for, but in, in theory, if you bought, you know, 10 houses and turn that into 25 to 30 doors in you know five to seven years or whatever the case is, you would have only had to put down a portion of that down payment to buy those. That's the beautiful thing about real estate. You just keep scaling up and scaling up. And, and so you really kind of expedite your goals quicker than you thought you could and achieve that $10,000, but also sur surpass that. You can 1031 single family into multifamily. One thing that I always tell people, Eddie, that I'm very proud about and we've, we've stayed true to this for like 15 years now, is that every single year we've bought more and more real estate. Our first house was a duplex when I was in the Air Force practicing. I was an optometrist before a full-time investor. I was in the Air Force as an OD for, for seven years. We used our, a VA loan, bought a house, a duplex, lived in half, rented out the other half, and then eventually you know moved out of that and, and repeat, 
repeated the cycle, but every single year since that first duplex, we've bought more real estate since then and continue to scale um, year after year. It wasn't always easy. You know, we had to bring in sometimes uh, lenders and, and partners. We use the tax strategies like 1031s. And now we have an extremely large portfolio uh, and we're still buying millions of dollars of real estate every single year because that's something I'm very passionate about. And so, you know, while that $10,000 a month seems like maybe a far-fetched deal, if you just stay the course with real estate um, and continue to do that and, and continue to stay the course with buying year after year, um, I mean, you'll, you'll get to that number rather quickly and, and surpass it, I think. So you just got to stick with it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the compounding effect of uh, appreciation and cash flow, you know, especially if you can buy now while you still have a W-2 job. You know, a lot of these white-collar professionals, they can begin to buy now, and then they can start doubling down on the cash flow that's being generated for additional down payments and using equity. Uh, it really, really does go fast. Um, you know, I, I, I've, I've been asked the question so many times, have you lost everything today? Because I, I've owned a ton of companies, and I, I'm always the one who loves risk, right? And the, I've always been asked, well, what would you do? Well, the thing is, is I would generate enough income to go put a down payment on a property. I would rent that property, and I would start the process all over again because I feel fairly comfortable that within a five to seven year period, I could have my entire, you know, with maybe some delayed gratification, but I could have my entire, you know, need covered again, right? Um, and it really is that easy if you can find a partner such as yourself that's willing to do a lot of the heavy lifting. If you got to go do this all by yourself, um, not, not an easy task and a lot of people fail. Um, if you don't mind, we're, we're out of time, but if you could just give us how to contact you, where to find all your information, how they can begin this journey, and if they're interested, how to reach out. Absolutely. And just one more point, Eddie, I just want to mention now that you brought that up. I mean, we first think about, okay, that $10,000 a month of passive income, and we want to strive to achieve that. But the wonderful thing about real estate investing, it's a lifelong journey. Once you reach that and, and surpass that goal, I mean, you really start thinking about big picture, and that's creating generational wealth and being able to pass that on tax-free to your family. And it's just a really cool business model. We love real estate, if you can't tell already. <laughs> Anyone that's interested to learn more about us, you can visit our website. That's renttoretirement.com, renttoretirement.com. You can call our 800 number, 800-311-6781. Uh, feel free to reach out. Again, we want to schedule an investment strategy call with anyone that's interested to learn about us, our services and uh, just build a relationship with them and go from there. Zach, thank you so much for being a part of the podcast today. You brought uh, lots of great value. And I hope that a bunch of Think Realty uh, listeners and viewers will go to your website and check it out and consider this path of, of semi-passive investing. How's that? Maybe not fully passive, but at least moving towards passive. I love it. Thanks Very so much, Eddie. Thank you. Have a great day. Uh, thank you so much for joining us today. Let me just real quickly go over the information on the Think Realty Conference coming up in Tampa, Florida. It's on July 21st and 22nd. Uh, make sure you're setting your sights on investing in 2022 and 2023, but do it in a way where you're gaining knowledge and you're, you're putting your, your capital, your money, your time, your sweat equity uh, into things that matter, uh, that make sense. The best way to do that is to expose yourself to a lot of people that are doing different things. In Tampa, we'll have everybody from turnkey providers to people that are doing residential assisted living, people that are lending their money versus buying assets, buy and hold, fix and flip, wholesaling. 
uh, any type of uh, self-storage, any type of real estate investing will be uh, active there and they'll be teaching, explaining, presenting uh, opportunities. And so I want you to make sure you take advantage of it. Even if you're not in Florida, uh, you're around the country, Florida is the hottest real estate um, uh, state in the nation right now for investing. It's a great place to go learn and see what's going on. Uh, and if you're in Florida, you absolutely should not miss it. As a matter of fact, we're going to give uh, a quick buy one, get one free deal. Uh, if you go to thinkrealty.com forward slash Tampa, or just go to thinkrealty.com and click on uh, the event link and click Tampa. Uh, if you go there, put two tickets in your uh, cart uh, and invite a friend, invite your spouse, um, and put the coupon code podcast, podcast in there and it'll give you a free ticket. It'll discount one down to zero. Um, we wanna make sure that you uh, are, are thanked for watching and being a part of the podcast, um, and we want you to continue with us. Come be a part of the show. I'd like to uh, give a quick shout out to our uh, podcast sponsor, which is Real Property Management. Working with the right property management company can put more money in your pocket, not less. Real Property Management provides a higher standard of property management to make sure you maximize the return on your investments Experience the real difference with real property management. You can learn more about them at realpropertymgt.com. That's realpropertymgt.com. If you're not following us on social, make sure you're following me, Eddie Wilson Official, at all the different platforms, but also Think Realty on all the platforms, uh, Instagram, Facebook, uh, LinkedIn, so on and so forth. Um, and then also, if you're not getting the magazine in the mail, make sure you go to thinkreally.com, sign up for the magazine or sign up for membership and get the magazine, or you can go to your local Barnes & Noble, pick it up right off the shelf. Um, we, we build that magazine specific for real estate investors uh, that are furthering their journey in, journey in this space. Thank you so much for viewing today and listening. Uh, it's our privilege to serve you as real estate investors. Uh, good luck with your next investing uh, process and what you got going on. And, uh, and we're excited to hear about it. Keep us in the loop and let us know how your investing journey is going. And from now on, happy investing.